at you today with another episode of the Four Corners Softball Podcast. Uh, the postseason is here in some instances. It's near in others. Um, I'm Kyle Parmley, joined by Karen Johns. Karen, it's, uh, I mean, it's really coming down to it for a couple of divisions. We're getting to the end of the regular season and some other ones. Uh, we're getting to the fun time. Man, it's the fun time. And we're going to start off with that last weekend of NCAA Division One college softball. You got Alabama traveling to Ole Miss, and then you have Auburn taking on Mississippi State. So they're taking on the state of Mississippi. So it's going to be fun. Really important series for both these teams. They really want to solidify that higher spot in that last RPI ranking, get into that top 16, stay into that top 16 so they can host a regional. And uh, looks good for both teams. I feel very confident that they'll they'll both win two games for sure if they can get some really good pitching out of that middle game, possibly you know opening game. Yeah. They could potentially sweep. It's a really good matchup for Fouts against Ole Miss. It's a really good matchup for Penta against Mississippi State just based off of what they're good at and the film and the clips I've been able to watch. So really excited for those two teams. Um, and I think it's going to end really well for them. And then, of course, they have the SEC tournament. And if they both either team can make a run or both teams can make a run in that tournament, that really bolsters that national seeding for them. Oh, yeah. The, I mean, it's like you said, the final SEC regular season series, uh, Auburn hosting Mississippi State, Alabama traveling to Ole Miss, um, both teams – you would like to think are expecting to at least take the series. Um, so I, I just kind of want to lay this out there and appreciate for a moment the fact that we have Montana Fouts at Alabama and we have Maddie Penta at Auburn, who are both having incredible seasons, have had stellar careers. And I, I just hope that fans in this state can appreciate what we are seeing from the both of them pitching at the top of their game at the same time. Yeah, these are generational kids. I mean, you're just not going to find kids who can throw 70 to 72, Penta with the changeup. I mean, things that most pitchers cannot do, both of them can do. And it is just such a joy. There's like five pitchers at the top of the ladder in the SEC, and the state of Alabama has two of them. Right. So, you know, that's how much it's so appreciated and it's so much fun. And yeah, I can't say enough. I've watched so many of their games this year and I can't tell you just how good they are because it doesn't do it justice. Yeah. And Karen, you mentioned the SEC tournament is coming up next week. That'll start on Tuesday and then roll through the weekend. Um, so that'll be a whole lot of fun to to be a part of and, and see that. Um, I know you'll be there for it. So I bet you're looking forward to that. I am and you know, championship Saturday for the tournaments because everybody wants to be done for selection Sunday. And Kyle, 15 years in a row, the SEC tournament champion has made it to the college world, or 15 times, not necessarily in a row, have made it to the to the college world series. So yeah. tournament's really important. I did a lot of research during basketball season to find out, you know, when Stanford got upset early, I was like, how many times? If you haven't played for your conference championship, how many times you made it to the final four? It hasn't been many. So it's a really good opportunity. And everybody says, well, you know, they don't want to burn their pitching out. Hey, you're playing a game a day, a game a day at the SEC tournament. You want to go win that tournament because it really puts you in a good spot. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so regular season wrapping up an SEC play tournament coming up. Uh, we want to take a moment to thank our guys at Scout Town Sports. Um, Mark Purvis and Matt Jones have uh, been friends of the show for, for a long time now, and uh, we just really appreciate them. They want you to be a part of their big summer. Um, 
three big tournaments. You've got the USA Scout Town National Showcase, May 26th through 28th in Montgomery. The USA Scout Town Showcase, June 30th through July 2nd in Birmingham. And then you've got the USA Scout Town Capital City Showcase, July 28th through 30th in Montgomery. If you've never been a part of Scout Town events, free showcase exposure camps that are run by college coaches. Those coaches also recruit the tournaments and those tournament games, six innings, no time limit. Uh, it's great to be a part of. To find out how you can be a part of these, visit Scout Town Sports on Facebook or check out their website at scouttown.sportengine.com. All right, Karen, let's talk to our special guests today. We are speaking with Auburn University head coach Mickey Dean. Let's talk to him right now. Special guest on the Four Corners Softball Podcast today, we are joined by Auburn head coach Mickey Dean. Uh, the Tigers have one final SEC series before rolling into postseason play. Uh, coach, thanks for joining us Joining us today. How are you? Good. Great. War Eagle, how are you? Oh, we're doing great. Uh, yeah, you know, you've had your team's had a, a big couple series the last few weekends. Uh, heading into one final conference series this weekend against Mississippi State. Where do you feel like the team's at right now? How are you guys playing? Uh, well, um, you know, I, I feel good mm -hmm. about, uh, the way we're playing. Uh, I, I, you know, you, you always want to see your team compete and when you compete, you give yourself a chance and that's what we've been doing. And, um, you know, we've been getting some timely hits. We've been playing great defense, which, uh, you know, I think defense is what, uh, what gets you to championships and. And so we've been doing a great job there. And uh, our pitchers have been doing a nice job in the circle. And then again, it goes back to uh, getting some runners uh, on the bases and having some timely hits. And, uh, you know, we, we, we've been able to do that. It's, uh, it's always tough in the SEC going on the road. And we had back-to-back -back road series. And uh, you really don't know how your team is going to respond. Uh, but I thought we did a nice job. Yeah, we're joined by Mickey Dean today. This uh, headline interview is presented by the Elite 50. Uh, the Elite 50 uh, Travel Ball Tournament Indicator. Uh, it's almost a month away. Uh, Indicator, June 8th through 11th at Wilson Morgan Park. Uh, check them out, Elite 50 National Invitational Showcase on Facebook for more information. Uh, looking forward to seeing some of you guys there. Uh, Coach, you mentioned the road, the road series the last couple of weeks. Take me back to the Alabama series a couple of weekends ago. Um, Auburn hadn't been there in several years. Uh, so just tell me how electric the atmosphere was and and how big that was for uh, for your team to take two or three. Well, I think Coach Murphy did it right. He set that up as Montana Fouts weekend. So the, the, <laughs> the crowds were large. And, um, you know, uh, if you haven't been there, they, they opened up that berm out there in the outfield. And so you, your, your team was kind of encircled. Uh, with fans and so it's it's really loud uh on the field and, and difficult to hear and uh we had worked on using our bodies to communicate uh a great deal the week before and we we you know we talked about it going into it because our team had never been there since i've been here uh we had never played in tuscaloosa other than uh, uh an sec tournament game a couple of years ago uh, but I thought our team handled it well. You know, we go in there on Friday nights, a huge crowd, um, and and we're getting ready to play. And then all of a sudden, big storms move through, and we're postponed till the next day. And um, 
And so I thought our team really handled that, really handled it well. And, uh, and, and, you know, it was, it was nice to go in there and, and win a series on the road. Sure. Well, everyone knows uh, Maddie Penta and, and how great of a season she's having. Um, you get to see her every day. So what kind of things has she done that, that has allowed her to, I mean, to really just thrive this season? Well, you know, um, Maddie's always turned the ball really hard. And what she's done since she's been here is, is she's taken it upon herself to learn pitching um, and, to, and to really learn it and to understand it and, uh, and not move too fast. You know, sometimes you want to, you, you come in and, and you want to learn too many things too quickly. And then they're all pretty average. Uh, and we've been we've been kind of slow with her process. Not really slow, but we've stuck to uh, the process of of learning to really master a pitch, uh, and then and then use it in our team scrimmages, use it in the fall, uh, use it early in the spring, and then and then really introduce it uh, during conference play. And she's done a nice job of of adding pitches. And not just adding the pitches and the movement, but also the difference in velocity. I think it's overlooked a great deal of time is that, uh, you know, the difference in velocity is really can throw hitters off. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as we kind of get towards the, you know, we mentioned one final regular season series and then the conference tournament, the the SEC standings, I mean, if you look at them, there's so much, um, it's just a log jam, you know, at it's about three, year. three, six or seven. Yeah. Every year. I mean, last year, you go into the last, the last weekend, of, uh, the last two years, you go into the last weekend and there were six teams that could finish anywhere from fifth to 11th. Mm -hmm. And so it's the same every year. It's, it's just a grind. Uh, it's very competitive, difficult to win on the road. Um, and you really can't take your foot off the gas pedal because not will they not will teams just catch you, but they'll just fly by you. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, like what what makes the differences in those in those games between those teams and, and especially once you get in the SEC tournament? I think you can look too far ahead and uh you can think about things that you really have no control over. Uh so you really have to keep it simple and think about having a good practice today. Uh, good practice tomorrow and then playing the game, uh, making sure you're physically and mentally preparing yourself uh, and playing the game pitch by pitch, out by out, inning by inning, and uh, doing that for a full seven innings. Uh, I think sometimes when you start thinking too far ahead, uh, you forget about the important things and you start thinking about the urgent. You know, we talk about it all the time of, you know, never put the urgent in front of the important. Do the things that are important. Yeah. Uh, Coach Mickey Dean, uh, Auburn Tigers, joining us today. Uh, this interview is presented by the Elite 50, coming to Decatur June 8th through 11th. Uh, Karen, what you got for Coach? Oh, man, I have like three different things I want to ask you about. And uh, one, I want to totally compliment Penta. Of course, everybody knows who she is. But it, the process you've done with her, it exudes. It just like it just radiates coming out of her. She's competitive. She's confident. She's in control. And even when she hits a bump in the road, it doesn't turn into a big inning. And I, I'm so impressed watching her. And there's no doubt in my mind that she was going to arrive there because I have watched you work with so many pitchers over the years and you're so good at it. 
coach you're so good at and it's so enjoyable to watch but the one i want to ask you about the one that nobody's talking enough about is peralta tell me tell us something about her that we don't know she's so much fun to watch play mm -hmm. i did so much homework on her in that leadoff spot she's hit four home runs to start a game off for you this year i mean she just brings the energy but tell us tell us something maybe we don't know about her something that she does when she's working out something give us something about her because she is such a joy to watch play yeah well you know uh i appreciate the compliment first but uh you know players make players and uh maddie maddie really works hard and with peralta uh, she's a very confident hitter offensive player um and i, and I know you want to talk about the offensive part of it and we'll get there but what has impressed me the most is if you take a look at her defensive stats from her freshman year to her sophomore year. And she's been able to take that confidence that she has in her hitting onto the field. And, you know, it's rare that you get a player as young as she is to be able to stay focused like that. And when it comes to the hitting, I think she's always seen herself as a very confident, a very, uh, uh, I call it like a professional hitter. And we really felt that she would she would grow into that leadoff spot because she's not one that will chase a great deal, especially early in the count. And she's going to force the pitcher to work. So when you can have a when you can have a leadoff spot that I think she's close to 40 walks or might be over 40 walks by now, uh, has home run power, doubles power. Uh, doesn't get excited, uh, knows what to do when there are runners on base and where the ball needs to go. Uh, she's very professional at what she does, and she fits that leadoff spot really well for us. And and she's just she's just kind of grown into it. And and yeah, that, that's about the best way I can put it. Yeah, I think about the defense was where I was going to go next in general with her, but really, I mean, specifically with her, but in general, your whole team, your defense has been really, really good. And that has been a huge change for you as far as when you first got there, where you've bought this team, the defense is solid. And when Penta's in the circle, it is so hard to score runs because you're not giving those extra chances. And so tell us a little bit about that. What is it like defensively at practice for you guys? What is it that you hone in on? I'm sure it's different, different times of the year, but like right now yeah. you're in the grind going down the stretch. What is they locked in that your team has been able to maintain such a good defensive stance? Well, you know, really when it comes to, to defense, uh, we basically kind of have a saying that we're striving for, for perfection uh, when it comes to defense so that we can attain greatness uh, in our games. And our, we really stressed the defense in the fall, preseason. And, and I just went back and showed them numbers. You know, you have to take Oklahoma out of the picture because the last couple of years they've been very good in all three facets of the game. Yeah. Um, but if you take a look at the teams that win their conference tournaments and championships and are at the World Series, there's one common denominator. They were the best defensive team coming out of their conference. Yeah. Year in and year out. And, you know, they needed to see that. We needed to see that. And so uh, we've really worked hard. It, it just it doesn't just happen. Uh, 
and and our players have really worked hard and and really take it to heart uh, on the defensive end of it. Uh, and they really work hard to play together on defense because, you know, hitting is more of an individual thing. Uh, defense, that takes teamwork. And, that, you know, that involves communication. And as Coach Carasoni uh, stresses to them, uh, when a ball goes in play, you have to have an A, B, and C plan so that you're not, getting excited or, or, or making a mistake that doesn't need to be made. Uh, and so that's, that's just been our thing. You know, we, we, we play the 21 outs and, and we're very strict when we do the 21 outs. Uh, and for those of you, those of you who don't know what that is, it's just, you're trying to get 21 outs without any mistakes and you can be as liberal or as constrained as you want on those mistakes. And we're very constrained. You, we want to be perfect in practice on those 21 outs. And, you know, it might take us an hour or two to get it done right. Uh, but that's that's what we do. That's awesome. And it really shows through, you know, Kyle, he had mentioned about Peralta's improvement. She had 19 errors last year. She only has four this season. So she has definitely taken it to heart. And when your leaders do that, Boy, it is just so awesome to watch. I really can't tell you how much I've enjoyed your team this year. And I've always enjoyed watching your teams play because you always have such great pitching. You always have a good catcher behind the dish. So that's a lot of fun. So my last question that I ask all the coaches that come on here is, Mick, what gives you the most joy and what gives you the biggest challenge right now in coaching? Oh, wow. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I lay a bomb on you. <laughs> yeah, you did. You know, the biggest joy for me is, is seeing a group of people come together because it doesn't happen all the time. Uh, and it gets more and more difficult to get, you know, 25 people to come together for a common goal, uh, for a common purpose. There's a lot that goes on. Our season is so long. We play 56 games in our regular season. That doesn't include our postseason at all. And, and to be able to stay it within that process, because, you know, when I took a head coaching position, I was told you're going to have some anthills along the way, uh, some things that are going to pop up. And are you going to be able to control those things so that they don't turn into mountains that you can't get across? And, you know, uh, with, with as much information that is out there to these players these days and just to that age group, they can have information to overload and then to try to get them to stay within each other. So they have to buy into each other. It's not even so much as, as buying into Mickey Dean or buying into our staff, it's buying in to each other. And so that's, when you see that happening, that's where I get the most enjoyment, to be quite honest. Um, but it's also the biggest challenge. It is by far the biggest challenge. It's not, you know, players today are so much, and no offense, but they're just so much more talented and gifted. They're stronger, they're faster. Uh, who would have thought that we would, we would be in an age um, where, where pitchers are throwing, every time you go out there, somebody's got somebody throwing the ball 70 miles an hour. I mean, I know you would never have thought that 
10 years ago, uh, even five years ago, um, seeing kids hit the ball 300 feet, <laughs> um, seeing, seeing players, I watched a video of a kid the other day who, who stole second base and before you could blink an eye, he had scored. They're just so much more athletic. Um, and, and, um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, I, so I, I think the, the thing I enjoy the most is also the biggest challenge. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, we've had several coaches kind of allude to that. There's a lot of distractions too that comes along with the better talent now. There's yeah. a lot of people involved. There's a lot of social media involved. So yeah, that we I I admire what you guys do. Um, the fact that you're winning at such a high level, I know that cannot be easy. So it's really neat to see. So I really appreciate you, coach. It's fun to watch. I can't wait to watch you next week in the SEC tournament. Yeah, appreciate y'all and uh Thank you for having me on and uh, War Eagle. Sounds good. Well, that's Auburn head coach Mickey Dean uh, joining us on the Four Corners Softball Podcast today. Um, like we mentioned, one more regular season series this weekend, followed by the SEC tournament next week, and then on and on to hopeful postseason rounds they go. So, uh, Coach Dean, we really appreciate you coming on today, and uh, let's catch up again soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks so much to Auburn coach Mickey Dean for joining us today. That interview was brought to you by the Elite 50, uh, one of the top travel tournaments in the state. Uh, it's June 8th through 11th in Decatur at Wilson Morgan Park, so just a little over a month away. Um, this year's tournament, also a qualifier for the Alliance Fast Pitch National Tournament. Um, I talked to plenty of, of teams that have already gotten their spots there. You're going to have divisions 14U, 16U, and 18U all there. Check them out on Facebook at Elite 50 National Invitational Showcase for more information. All right, Karen, it's time to dive into the four corners today. We've got um, quite a few topics to, to hit on that are, that are going to be fun to, to touch on. Let's start with first base. The Gulf South Conference Tournament is here in Oxford this week. Um, began on Wednesday, runs through Saturday. Fingers crossed, weather pending. Um, it kind of it ran over into Sunday last year because of the rain, but... Um, let's see if we can't get it all in through Saturday. Um, we we talked several times this year about how crazy the seeding was in, in the Gulf South. So here's how it shook out. We talked about UAH being that number one seed. They secured that. Mississippi College ended up at the two. West Alabama at number three. AUM at four. Valdosta State, five. Montevallo, six after a big weekend to finish the regular season union at number seven and West Florida, number eight, um, eight really good teams in Oxford uh, going to battle it out for that title. Um, Karen, you got any thoughts on this tournament? Well, you know, it, it always is going to come down to pitching yeah. you know, and shout out to Katie Bracken from UAA, yeah. the freshman. She's the pitcher of the year. Kyle, of the year. conference. Just think you have the luxury of having the pitcher of the year for three more years. And I know Austin High School is super proud of her. So I think it's just going to come down to which pitcher is going to be able to control the strike zone, limit the big innings. And uh, right now I'm going to give the edge to UAH, even though Montgomery came in, Auburn Montgomery came in and bumped them out a little bit last weekend. I still going to give the edge to UAH because I think the pitching is going to come through for them. Yeah, you're right. I was at UAH last Saturday, got to see – uh, AUM take that doubleheader, um, but those are those are two really evenly matched teams. They battled it out last year uh, for the conference title, and uh, 
I wouldn't be surprised if we see something similar again. Uh, you mentioned Katie Bracken being the pitcher of the year. Some other awards in the Gulf South. The player of the year, McCall Lee from Mississippi College. The Gold Glove Award goes to Gia Martin from AUM. The freshman of the year, Anne-Marie Stanbridge from West Alabama, who's a product of Helena High School. And then the coach of the year, Brooke O'Hare from Mississippi College. Um, and then so, you know, they, they also named their, their all-conference team as well. Uh, so I'm hoping to get out there for a few days of this tournament. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, it's, I mean, Chocolaca Park does an outstanding job. It's a great facility to host a tournament like that. So we'll see how that one shakes out. Another one that we've got to see how it shakes out. Let's move on to second base. The ACCC tournament, um, the junior college tournament in the state of Alabama, is going on at the same time this week, uh, Wednesday through Sunday in Alabaster at Veterans Park. Um, I'm also hoping to get out there some as well. Um, this is a tournament that's set up. You've got single elimination games on Wednesday to start the tournament, and then it goes double elimination from Thursday on. Um, I've gotten to see Wallace State win it the last couple of years out there. Um, but there's a handful of teams that that are definitely in the running to, to make some noise this week, Karen. Yeah, I think so. I think I still believe Wallace State, you know, they're going into this tournament winning 23 in a row, Kyle. They're playing their best softball yep. at the perfect time of year. But, you know, you have Marion Military. They're a threat, right? They, they've won a lot of games. You've got Wallace Community Dothan. You know, they won a lot of games, too. They're all over 20 game winners. And right. uh, Coastal Alabama's won over 20 games. So, you know, it, it, there's going to be competition, but I, I still think Wallace is going to come out the winner. Yeah, I, I was really impressed. Like, you know, we've, we've been talking about, like, the SEC standings, the Gulf South standings, that log jam in the middle. Um, but the way that uh, the, the JUCO standings kind of shook out, like, we knew Wallace State would be the number one seed from the north. And then you had Coastal South as the top seed from the south. But for MMI to, you know, they got off to that great start, faced some really tough teams right in the middle there, but then they finished strong get back to that number two seed in the North to really, you know, when you didn't have to play on that Wednesday in the single elimination game, that's a big deal. Helps you set up your pitching staff a little bit and, and try to try to play a few days in the tournament. Yeah. It gives you good energy in the circle. And that's the most important part. You know, they, they won nine out of their last 10. They're hot. They're mm -hmm. playing well. Um, so yeah, I think they have a shot to give them a run at it. I just, I don't know the depth of Wallace state in their offense right now just really it just keeps popping out at me and I'm like okay but yeah really impressed with anytime you win over 20 games you know they're a 23 game winner you know you're doing something right so yeah it's going to be exciting I'm jealous that you're going to get to go and see some of this but I'm uh I'm hopefully going to be able to tune in on my computer and get some live feeds and and watch some games yeah so like I said that that tournament will run through Sunday the JUCO championship is set for noon on Sunday uh so Keep an eye on that. Uh, all right, let's move on to third base. Um, Karen, I know you wanted to, to hit a couple of uh, some other college teams in the state. The University of Mobile, last year's NAIA runner-up, having another great season, and uh, Birmingham Southern is, has gotten hot of late. Yes, I am looking forward to seeing Mobile. You know, the latest poll this week, they're all the way up to number 13 now in the country. They have the number 10 pitching staff in the country, ERA-wise. They've won 11 in a row. Heading into postseason, um, Sarah Lance, uh, Brinkley Golf 
1.36 ERA, Kyle. She's leading that pitching staff. And then you have Baker High School's Caitlin McRae. She has 49 hits on the season with 26 RBIs. She's doing such a great job. And Allison Sellers-Cook, what can you say about her? She's just a great coach. Took them to the runner-ups last year mm-hmm. and would not be surprised to see them make a run. You know, she graduated a lot last year. So this is going to be a lot of fun for this team and see where they can go. How far can they go? And can they make it back to the to the Women's College World Series? Yeah. And then with Birmingham Southern, you know, they're 31 and seven right now. They've won nine in a row. They haven't lost since they played those two games against Barry. And that's where they're heading this weekend. So that's a big series for them. They were competitive in both those Barry games. So I'm looking forward to seeing what did they learn from those two games prior and how well they'll do here. Um, They have a really good freshman pitcher, uh, Maggie Axelson, 1.17 ERA. And then, you know, Moody High School has Alyssa Fowler over there. She's leading the team with six home runs. So uh, the only thing that concerns me about Birmingham Southern is is the defense. They're only at a 961 fielding percentage with 42 errors, and they've had five in the last four games. If they want to go down and steal some games from Barry, they're going to have to clean that defense up. Yeah, but Birmingham Southern, really impressive job by Amanda Locke to keep the kind of the ship steady. I mean, that like that that school has gone through a lot uh, this semester, this school year with with all the rumblings of would they stay open, would they close, and, um, you know, not only getting the good news that the school is going to remain open, but also to keep – keep kind of that tunnel vision and, and to keep playing and to be excelling is um, a pretty big deal. I'd say really good. Did not let the distractions bother them. They're at number 11 in the country from the national rankings. And so looking forward, I really am excited to see how this Barry series works out for them. Right. So finally for home plate, as we record this, we are dead in the middle of high school area tournament week. Um, there's already been so much crazy stuff that's happened in between us recording this, it getting released and whatever else happens the rest of this week, there'll be so much more to talk about later. Um, But let's hit a couple of the highlights from early in the week. Um, I don't know how you don't start with class seven, a area five when um, Hoover hosts the area five tournament. We've talked about this area all season with Hoover Thompson, Vestavia Hills and Tuscaloosa County, just four really, really good teams. And wouldn't you know it, Tuscaloosa County, the four seed, they lost all six games in area play in the regular season. They show up on Tuesday and win both to lock up a regional berth. Um, Troy commit Alyssa Faircloth was nothing short of unbelievable in the circle. She threw 13 and and two-thirds over two games and struck out 35 batters. I mean, she she was just – she was on her mark, and she pitched two dominant games to lift uh, T County to a regional berth. And, um, you know, the unfortunate part of that is Hoover is the host, had a great season, and they're already out. Um, so it's just – it's tough that the elation and the and the disappointment all in the same there. Yeah, there it's so intriguing with the way that the high school system is set up mm-hmm. and how you have to – you can lose all your games and go in and win two games and you're going to go to regional. So that's the way that works. Right. So it's, uh, and it's, it's tough because uh, I really enjoy the baseball format better because when you play a three game series, you get a better idea of who the stronger team is. But when you get pitching like Tuscaloosa County got pitching, you can beat anybody. And so right now, yeah, they have their eye on, you know, they're going to regionals, 
but they want to win this area because that just puts them in a better spot when they get to the regional tournament. And with that kind of pitching, 35 Ks in two games, woo, unbelievable how strong of a performance that was against two of the better teams in the state. Yep. This wasn't, you know, an easy road for them. And so, and they were able to push across enough runs and Vestavia kind of had a funny feeling they'd make a little noise. We'll see. Thompson's got a lot, a lot of offensive power. So we'll see if they're able to do it too, but it's going to be what an electric game that's going to be. Yep. Yeah. So it's, we're to the point in the season where like those moments that, um, when they happen in the regular season, it's great. But when they happen, when seasons are on the line, it just takes it to another level. I mean, even, you know, we mentioned uh, T County's wins. Um, Alyssa Faircloth wasn't pitching against two inferior teams. Like she was pitching against two really, really good teams. And then even in the Thompson win, you have like their leadoff hitter, Elena Spann. Like she's, she hit a, a crucial bomb in that game. And I don't know when the last time she hit a home run was. I mean, like this girl's a slapper. And cranks one out to center, and it's those moments where you like you see the the crowd reaction, the parent reaction, and you're just like, this is this is really cool. Magical time of year, and uh, I remember way back in the day when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was struggling, and my softball coach, my high school coach, walked up to me, kind of put his arm on my shoulder. And he said, one swing makes the whole season right now. Yeah. And that's what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening right now. This time of year, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It takes one swing to make the day. And if that means a pinch hit, or if that means you're hitting ninth, or you're a slapper and you have to swing away, it only takes one. And it takes you to all different kinds of levels. And that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah. Absolutely. Let me run through a couple of other uh, notable uh, area tournament events from earlier in the week. Um, one, Mountain Brook High School. By best anybody's recollection, they've won the area tournament championship for the first time in program history. Um, and, and this is a program that 10 years ago did pretty well. You know, when you think about the Courtney Shays and, and Rebecca Blitz that, that came out of Mountain Brook, they've had players like that. But the last decade or so is, has been – a little dry it's been a bit of a struggle and for heather mcgurk to take that program over a handful of years ago and to just continue to build and build and build they got to the regional tournament last year this year they notch another another milestone by winning the area championship uh it's a really cool to see for them um, another couple skyline high school in 1a has won their seventh straight area championship and then in 5a marbury has had some really good teams the last few years, graduated a ton, but they're still, they they refuse to go away. They beat Demopolis twice to get the area championship after losing to them the day before, come back and uh, win twice to win that area tournament. Just really, really cool stuff. Um, and like you mentioned, Karen, like this is the time of year where those moments are, are so huge. Yeah, uh, the Mulberry one was like, I had two wait what moments when I saw you post and uh-huh. one of them was the mountain brook I had no idea they hadn't won a championship. I mean, th- I just assumed they had so many good teams back in the day, sure. so many good players, but that just goes to tell you how tough these areas are. Some of these areas, they're the way they're matched up. They're so hard to win. And that was awesome. They are scoring a ton of runs mountain brook. They're mm-hmm. just hitting the ball. So 
not a team that I would want to have to face when it comes regional tournament time. So yeah, those were my two wait what moments. I had to look again, make sure I read it right, make sure I, then I'm looking it up on the computer and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Good stories. Really good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that's Four Corners. Uh, this week, the Four Corners is presented to you by the Heart of Dixie College Exposure Tournament. That's going to be July 8th and 9th in Fultondale and Hoover. Uh, the Heart of Dixie is run by Johnny Franklin. He uh, does a great job with that event. There's a free camp on Friday for any participating players. Um, you can check out what you can do to sign up for that tournament at usasoftballofalabama.com. Uh, that's the Heart of Dixie Tournament. Um, before we hit our final thing, I want to thank our friends at First Choice Properties. Uh, do you have a rental property that you need someone to manage? You can work with someone local. First Choice Properties has a premier property management team experienced in all the details of day-to-day -day management. Whether you have a house in Jefferson, Shelby, St. Clair, or Tuscaloosa County, you can rest easy knowing that you're working with professionals who are passionate about maximizing your investment. Check out Alabama's most trusted single-family property manager at firstchoiceproperties.com. Or you can call them at 205-433-9811. First choice, they operate with integrity, they're responsive, and they're trustworthy. All right, Karen, the spotlight this week is going to go to Hatton's Braden Mitchell. Um, I've had the great pleasure of knowing Braden for several years. Uh, I've seen her kind of come up through the Hatton High School program. Coach Denton Bowling does such a great job over there. But Braden did something I don't know if I've ever seen before. Uh, last weekend, Braden hit – a home run in five consecutive at bats across a doubleheader. And I don't, first of all, I don't even know how she held the five home run balls for a picture with just two hands. But how do you hit five straight homers? Well, it ain't easy. I know that. <laughs> and by being able to hold all those softball, probably tells you a little bit about why she has so much power because that hand <laughs> strength is pretty good right there. But incredible. I've, I've been around softball my whole life. I've seen hitters like Alo, uh, Crystal Bustos. Those are things that players like that do. And she's put herself in that category. I don't care who you're playing. It doesn't matter if the competition level is great or low to be able to do that. And then to go on, I believe you told me she's hit a few more since then too on Monday. Yep. So yep. in about a dozen at bats, she's got seven home runs. And boy, that's a coach's dream right there. That makes you sleep better at night. Oh, as a coach, it's got to make you feel good when your when your seniors is thriving down the stretch and uh, not not kind of folding, you know. Yeah, those are memories forever. She'll remember those forever. They'll be talking about that at the class reunions and mm -hmm. when the teams come back and celebrate and do things. She'll be talking about that forever. That's just a special time. Yeah, no doubt. So, uh, Braden and Hatton have a uh, have a postseason run coming up. Uh, they're a class two A team. They are always a perennial contender uh, to get to state and to make some noise while they're there. Um, but Hey, that does it for this episode of the four corner softball podcast. Uh, Karen and I will be both traveling the nation. It seems like over the next couple of weeks, trying to hit all these tournaments and games and, but we'll find a way to record something between now and, and who knows when, but uh, this has been a lot of fun today. Uh, we hope you will like subscribe, share on, on all the platforms that, uh, that you have that you see this on um, or anything else. So we just really appreciate your support. And, uh, hey, go catch a softball game today and this weekend, and we'll catch you next time.